Amy, I live by the Nike strategy, which is to just do it, right? Because I get, and they'd understand once they do that first launch, that it only gets better from there. It only gets better. You have to do that first thing and it's going to change over time and it's going to improve over time, but it can't change and improve and grow until you do it that one time, that first bit. So oftentimes we tend to push things out or you know, delay things because we're trying to make it perfect or we're trying to see the end result. We know that what step 100 looks like, but we're so terrified to get there because we're only on step one. So I say in order to get there, you have to do a little thing each and every day, but don't change it. The worst case scenario, like we mentioned earlier in this podcast, you're already living it. So the worst case scenario is you have that launch date and you put it out there and let's say this isn't going to happen, but let's say no one purchases it. That's not changing from what's happening now because no one's purchasing it because you keep changing the date. But what can happen, the upward potential is there for not only people to purchase it, but for people to be impacted by that and for your life and your joy to grow as a result of that. So I'd say just to Nike strategy it and just do it. I'm Amy Porterfield, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of a multi-million dollar business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, money, and time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today, one that changes lives and gives me more freedom than I ever thought possible, one that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and helps you create a life you love, you're in the right place. Let's get started. My guest today talks about how we all have a wake-up call in our life, especially as an entrepreneur. And this wake-up call looks different for all of us, but it makes us realize that we were made for something more, something bigger. Maybe you can relate. My guest today is Ganette Jones, and she had a pretty significant wake-up call that she's going to tell you about that really put her life into perspective and led her to realize that she wanted more out of life, which lit a fire in her to build her own business. And eventually, she made $70,000 during her seven-day launch with only one webinar. Incredible, right? Ganette is going to share what worked during her launch and her webinar and what didn't. She's really honest, really transparent in this interview, and she shares a lot of step-by-step strategies that work best for her to fill up her webinar and to attract her ideal audience and really make sure that her launch was a success. I think what I love most about this interview are the tangible launch strategies and the tangible launch mindset hacks that she used to keep focused, to keep calm, and to keep moving on. Ganete teaches millennial women how to quit their nine-to-five job and turn their passion into profit so that they can create a life of fulfillment and freedom. She's been featured in MSN Money, Medium, Refinery29, The Huffington Post, Black Enterprise, and Success, just to name a few. You're going to gain so much insight and tangible guidance from this one conversation. I know that I took one strategy from here and I ran with it. It's that good. You can take one gem and you can see results. So make sure to grab a notebook. You're going to want to take notes. 
Let's do this. Well, hey there, Ganette. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Amy. Excited to be here. I have been looking forward to our chat because you have a fascinating story and really so much to offer my listeners. So I've shared a little bit about you in the intro, but before we get to your amazing launch results and the strategies that you've been using, I would love for you to share your story. And I know you've given me permission to mention this here, but you have a crazy story where you were held at gunpoint and how this experience drives you as an entrepreneur. So will you share that with us? Oh, for sure. And it's such a meaty story, but it's quite long. So I'm going to try to condense it a bit, but keep the important bits around. Okay. So so back in 2004 to 2005, I was a Rotary Exchange student in Maracaibo, Venezuela. And as an exchange student, they tend to put you with pretty wealthy families, not always, but pretty often. And this is important, I promise. So I'll explain what <laughs> happened. I was living with my second host family at the time. And my host dad was a petroleum engineer and he's a business owner, philanthropist, like he's all the things. And part of his good give back initiative involved creating a band called Take Em Vey. And this band he gave... In this band, he really just gave a group of young individuals, like men, the opportunity to travel and perform pretty much all over Venezuela and other parts of South America. So on Father's Day, as a thank you from this band, they threw a surprise barbecue for my host dad at our home. Now, a lot of the houses in Venezuela are gated and my neighborhood was no different. But because the band members were leaving and returning and, you know, going to grab food and drinks and all the things, that particular night, our gates were open. And as a teenager, so I was 18 at the time, I was doing what teenagers did. As everyone was setting up and doing all the work and all this was happening, I was upstairs on MSN Messenger talking (laughs) to friends. (laughs) And I know I'm really giving my age right now because it's like MSN Messenger Uh, isn't even a thing uh, right now. Yeah, and I totally (laughs) knew what you were talking about. So, (laughs) Yeah, so I was on MSN Messenger talking to my friends. And as I got called downstairs, I started making my way down to the bottom of the stairwell. And my host sister, who lost all color in her face... She kept saying to me, tranquila, hermana, tranquila, hermana, which really translates to like, calm down, sister, or relax, sister. And for the life of me, I couldn't understand why she kept saying that. I'm like, why is she telling me to calm down? I literally just came off of MSN. Like, I'm calm. (laughs) But I noticed at that moment, there was a man with his arm around her shoulders and a man I hadn't seen before. It wasn't her boyfriend. And the second it all started clicking and I started putting it all together, he pushed her to the side and I noticed he had a gun behind her back. So shortly after that, three others ran inside with weapons and asked everyone to get down onto the ground. And one was actually standing guard outside. So it was five of them in total. And funny side note was I learned years later when we returned back to Venezuela that one standing outside got robbed himself. But anyway, yeah, it was it was nuts. So those that came in, it was four inside altogether. And they came around grabbing jewelry and taking our cell phones, the big clunky ones that were around back then. And you know, we were able to pick up on their accents right away. So they were Colombian and they came across the border because Maracaibo borders Colombia. And a lot transpired during that time. But fast forward a bit, they cut the phone and internet lines and they took our car keys and passports and a few sentimental items and really everything they could get their hands on. And I mean, they even stole my clean underwear from my dresser. Like when I say they took, yeah, they took everything, Amy. So, So they threatened to kill us a few times, but said they were the good cops. Oh, right. So I forgot to mention that they were also police officers that were undercover. Like they were dressed in regular clothes. Oh my So gosh. they were police officers and they la- when they left, so right before they left, you know, they told us to stay down on the ground for at least 20 minutes. 
And after they left, they kept they kept coming in. They kept saying, you know, if you call, we will know because we're in our police car. We'll hear the radio calling for someone in the area and all that kind of stuff. So they threatened us. They're like, if anybody gets up within 20 minutes or if you leave the house and try to call someone, go find a phone somewhere, then we're going to come back and kill everyone in here. And honestly, I think the only reason they did not kill us is because there were so many of us in the house. It was a big barbecue. The group was there. They invited friends and family over. So it was a big event. So that would have been like a mass murder. So they didn't do that. But they came back a couple times just to make sure we stayed on the ground. They checked in five minutes later, then they came back again, just to make sure everything was fine. And it was a really scary situation. And I'm missing so many details for the sake of time. But there were some really important lessons I got out of that situation that I carry to this day. So as I was face down, I mean, lips touching the floor, like my lip gloss stain was there the next day. I remember being so terrified for my life and my life literally flashed before my eyes. And I've heard people say that in the past, but this time it was, it was different. It was the first and only time I truly experienced it like this. And I mean, I've gotten in bike accidents. I had a motorbike in Bermuda. So I've had, I've had scary moments, but nothing like this. My life literally flashed almost like a movie reel where I was remembering or seeing, I should say, memories that I don't even remember, or I didn't think I remembered like random camping trips and stuff like that. And it just, it was a really, really super fast forward experience showing the memories. And after that memory flash happened, I remember being so sad thinking about my family. I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to that may not even have a clue that it even happened because the Rotary Exchange head was invited to the barbecue. So he was there too. So I'm like, who can even communicate this message? And I didn't pray a whole lot at the time or really at all, to be honest, but I did that day. And then I started looking for the positive. And I remember saying to myself, if I survive this, I know two things for sure to be true. One, I have a much bigger purpose for my life. And two, it'll be a cool story to tell my grandkids one day. (laughs) (laughs) I I knew those two things. So when they did eventually leave and we didn't see them coming back and the 20 minutes had passed, you know, and everyone had left the house and they they went wherever they were going. They actually stole our car keys, so we couldn't leave the house. But they did. Everyone left the house. And we, after we guesstimated, like I said, the 20 minutes was over. I remember just being so grateful to be able to see and speak to my family and friends again and promising myself not to take those relationships for granted when I was home or when I returned home. But once that time passed and everyone, you know, who was invited ended up going and the band members left and it was just us. My host parents were in a huddle and my host sister, my host brother and I were in another huddle. And as kids, we were kids. Well, my sister was in her early 20s, but my brother and I were the same age. And we just started complaining. My brother was complaining about his Nintendo GameCube they stole. My sister was upset about some jewelry her grandmother no longer had. Well, the jewelry her grandmother gave her, I should say, that she no longer had because they had stolen that. And I was sad about a watch and a two megapixel camera, Amy, that my mom bought me as a graduation gift I mean, back then, a two megapixel camera was like the highest quality. (laughs) It's a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, it was. And she got it for me as a gift, a graduation gift from high school. So, you know, I say all that to say we were just there complaining and about that and so many other things. And our parents came over to us at that moment. My host parents came over and my host dad said four words to us that I'll never forget. Well, five in English. And they were, but you have your life. And I immediately that day, I feel like I immediately was given the gift of perspective. So while initially it was quite traumatic, I really feel like it was a gift. And I feel like we all have our own hostage type situations that push us to be who we are today. 
they may not be as dramatic as mine, but maybe it's a divorce or a sick loved one or, you know, something that triggers us to know that there's more to life. And I don't think they happen as redirects. I think they happen rather to ensure that we stay on track to what we're meant to be doing. So I had a few other moments since then that's pushed me to this path of entrepreneurship, too. I've had both my parents have been sick with cancer and, you know, a lot of other really big things that happened. But this was one of the really major things that moved me to this path. So after that long breakdown, I guess the short answer to your question is I gained perspective and I knew life was too short to just be living in a way that didn't spark joy, as Marie Kondo says, something that doing things that don't bring you joy often. I mean, talk about perspective. That story is wild. Thank goodness everybody is okay. But I mean, here's the thing. Many of us are fortunate that we don't have a situation like that, but we can still gain that perspective. You had to go through that, but I think we can learn from you. Like what's most important? What brings us joy? What do we want to do? Do it now because you never mm-hmm. know what, what could happen. And so we only have this moment. So thank you exactly. for sharing that. I, I think that story <laughs> is incredible. You are welcome. And yeah, like you said, you never know that day. I mean, I was shopping, I was with my host sister and I even, it's terrible because it was a bootleg copy, but I had gotten that movie with, oh my goodness, what is his name? Denzel Washington. And I forget the singer name, but the movie's called Man on Fire. And the movie was all about kidnappings in Mexico. And I mean, we watched that that afternoon and we were like, man, that's crazy. (laughs) So all of this is playing in my mind as it was happening, but we had no idea this obviously was going to happen right. to us. So it, just incredible. But the perspective you got out of it and what you've done since that incident has been incredible. So of course, Thank I, you. I, I, I really want to congratulate you on your huge successes in your business. And I want to talk about your launches. So two specifically, but you made $70,000 in just seven days with one webinar. First of all, is that correct? <laughs> That is correct. Okay. So tell us about your launch and all of the details. Amy, honestly, you're a big part of that, first of all. So Uh, thank you very much. It means the world to me. I took your webinars, that convert program back in, I want to say 2018. It may have been late 2017, but I think it was 2018 or so. And I know you've since incorporated that into your Digital Course Academy, but that one program was so helpful for me with this launch because like you mentioned, I literally only did one webinar, no challenges, no lives, one webinar. And my launch cart was only, my launch dates, I should say, was only for a week. So the cart was open for seven days. I know some people have longer launch periods, but it was open for seven days. But before I get into how, you know, the webinar stack convert was so helpful, it probably makes sense for me to just to back up a little bit, just to discuss exactly, you know, what I was selling and why. Cool. So, yeah. So I quit my job, my nine to five back in April of 2019, after being able to three times my salary with my business. And I remember as I was slowly building the business from around 2015, so this did not happen overnight, but from around 2015, when I used to listen to podcasts like yours and Pet Flynn's Smart Passive Income back in the day, I used to sit at the office or in the office, I should say, I was in my cubicle in an office with my headphones, looking at papers on my desk and seeing meetings I didn't care about in my calendar and thinking to myself, yo, this can't be life. And You know, as my business began to make a profit, I was just longing to be able to chuck the deuces, as they say, to my nine to five. I wanted to be able to say peace and just live my best running my own business type life. And it took more than three or more than four years, really. We're looking at 2015 starting 
to just do all of this and get there. And it was a whole lot of trial and error. And I knew I wanted to help others and, you know, get them to build up their side hustle so they can do the same just in a lot less time. So on November 26th, 2019, I opened the door for my signature program, Cubicle Ditch Academy. And it's a six week e-course for millennial women who like me were sitting at their job or who sit at their desk and they're just looking at their cubicle walls thinking this can't be life. <laughs> and I had, you know, done launches in the past through, um, you know, so I didn't know how they worked, but I know for sure I wanted this one to be a chill launch. I didn't want to be stressed out. I wanted to be as chill as possible. So I decided on just the one webinar, which was the lead magnet for the course. And the webinar was called Five Steps to Build Your Side Hustle so that you can ditch your cubicle. And of course, prior to creating the course, I also wanted to ensure people actually wanted it. So I spoke with some past one-on-one clients, those in my Freedom Slay Inner Circle membership, and did some polls on IG story just to make sure I was getting this right. The content, the messaging, the results, I wanted them all to align with what it was that they needed to receive, but also what it is that they needed to hear. I wanted the words to resonate with them. So also back in September, on one of my mastermind calls, I did this very lame pitch, like the worst pitch to to them about my Cubicle Ditch Academy program. So basically it was like, oh, by the way, I'm creating any course, you know, helping you to get those tools you need to match and surpass your income and, you know, build your side hustle so that you can get up out of that job, you know, and you get access to it at the end of November. It's going to be exciting. I didn't expect anyone to really hop on board with it. <laughs> But I wanted to get feedback. And I said to them, you know, if you're down, it'll be a special price being you're in this membership. And I had 10 take me up on that offer, which to me validated it and proven that people would actually pay for it. Yes. I love mm -hmm. a good pre-sale validation. That's awesome. Yeah, especially because it was my first time, right, with this course. So I wanted to make sure it was something they actually want. So I knew at this point I was onto something. So then I got to filling up the webinar, which had its own sets of, sets of challenges that we could talk about later if you want. But I pulled out all the stops and I managed to get just about 1,800 people, just over 1,800 people signed up for this webinar. So with the webinar, though, there were a couple of things that you taught that made it super powerful that we can chat about if that's okay. Oh, yeah. I want to get into those. <laughs> so first and foremost was about the amount of slides. Because I remember when I first heard you talking about all these slides, I'm like, that sounds insane. <laughs> yep. I usually <laughs> tell my students at least 80 slides and they're like, What? Yep. And I had just over a hundred slides, which felt excessive, right? But it was so helpful keeping everyone's attention for the duration of the webinar, because especially now in this day and age, when everyone's distracted by their moving screens, having that moving screen in front of them just kept their attention. So having those slides were super helpful. And another thing that was helpful that you taught was the transition to sales. You shared that prior to going into the sales bit of it, it's important to remind viewers or watchers, I should say, why they're there, exactly why they're there. So I was pulling on those, you're in the right place if slides from the beginning that you taught about, just really to set the tone before I touched on the actual pain points that they shared with me. And so just so you know, those in, you're in the right place slides that I created at the beginning and then I pulled on at the end. Those are the ones I pulled on those pain points when people were responding to the polls and the Q&A I put on Instagram and just talking with my one-on-one -on -one clients. Like I used their exact words because I wanted them to see themselves in this. So I did do that. And I also, 
I also did the reminder that you mentioned, you know, I'm not that one-off special case. I don't have any fancy superpowers or all right, these certifications that make me able to do this and they can. So it always is helpful, I think, just to remind them of that. So I was grateful for you to sh for sharing that. And I also had the freebie that you, you mentioned at the end of the webinar. So you had mentioned having something available for them to keep their attention through to the end of the webinar. So I did have that. I had a freebie because I know you can do something paid or a discount or you can have the freebie. And I did have a freebie for getting them to stay to the end past the Q&A. So keeping their attention that long. And of course, having testimonials from other people I've worked with that you know have been able to successfully quit their jobs, that was helpful as well. But because it was my first time running the program, I didn't have Cubicle Ditch Academy testimonials. I had to use testimonials from one-on-one -on -one clients from the past. But Okay, can I just say, you are an amazing student. I love when, <laughs> like, of course, I teach this stuff and hope people will do it, but you are like doing it to a T. And so I just got to give you a shout out for that. I too like to be a good student. So when I see it, I'm like, uh, shout out to you. Thank you so much. But you have to be a great teacher. You're a great teacher. And because of that, I was able to be a good student. I was able to take in what you were you were teaching. Honestly, your courses are the best. So mm -hmm. I tell everyone that. Well, <laughs> I said a few of my clients your way. I'm just like, she's amazing. You have to thank you up. for that. I truly <laughs> appreciate it. But you you did an incredible job with this. And and here's what's really cool. You just did a second launch of this course and it also did really well. So was there anything you changed up, anything you tried different or, or even better? Like, did you do the same thing to get great results again? It went well. And I can say that now, even though I didn't always feel this way. So I launched in the middle of the pandemic and just over a week after George Floyd's, Floyd's death. So it was, and it really still is a really sensitive time, especially in the online space. And I managed to make $65,745 this go round in the midst of the turbulent times. Amazing. So almost identical Thank to your first launch. That's incredible. Thank you. Pretty Pretty close. Yeah. And I have to be honest, my sales were trickling in at first and not pouring in as I initially hoped. I was starting to beat myself up a bit because I had set a goal like we do. I set a goal to make this a six figure launch. I wanted this one to be a six figure launch. And I was looking like that to begin to be honest at the beginning, because I had so many more people signed up this go round, just under 3,500 people signed up. But when I took a step back, I realized a few things. One, I realized I put this unnecessary pressure on myself, first and foremost. But second, I realized given the circumstances, this was still a pretty good launch, like zooming out a bit, I was able to see, okay, in just six months, because I closed the cart for my first one in December 3rd, on December 3rd, I generated almost $140,000 on this one offering alone. And I have multiple streams, but this one course has done well. So, you know, looking at that, I felt a bit better and looking at the bigger picture. So many of the first cohort, you know, are doing amazing things with their business. They're making more money. They've created additional income streams. Five had already quit their jobs by the six month mark. And, you know, getting that and others are matching their income, but getting all this in perspective, it really helped. And honestly, the second cohort already is just, they're just a month in and they're crushing it too. So to me, that's what really matters at the end of the day, the transformation, you know, those who trusted me with their time and their money and invested in Cubicle Ditch Academy, that they're seeing great results. That's always 
this is always the thing for me. And I think that's something else you taught about in the webinar as well. As you recommended, you know, I made sure I wanted valuable content in this webinar. I wanted those who, whether or not they bought from me, they felt like they were moving forward with something helpful that they can implement right away in their life and business. So I definitely did that as well. Um, and for the first, so just to be clear, for the first launch, I ended up selling 74 spots total for Cubicle Digi Academy. So that was 70,410. And I also had like an elite membership upgrade where they got boxer access to me for um, five days a week and things like that. But that was the total for that. And this launch, it was 52 people, but the price was up slightly more for this course. So that's how it ended up being the 65,000. Awesome. Well, almost 70, 66 almost. <laughs> right. I, I am just so impressed by these numbers. And, and I love what you said that this one course, you've been able to launch it twice and make over $100,000 with it. But what I loved most about what you said is you care about your success stories and you're seeing people mm -hmm. make some big moves in their lives to find the happiness they're looking for. And you're right. Mm -hmm. Once you start launching your course, you start like living for those success stories and they start becoming so important and they become your why and drive you forward. For sure. For sure. That's why you do it. Like even just today, I got a message from someone in Cubicle Ditch Academy and she told me a celebrity wrote her and wants her bracelets and she's going to share it on her page and stuff. And I'm just like out of the blue. It's so amazing just to get these success stories and see them growing in their business. It's, it's the best. It really is. It's incredible. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I want to talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customers' experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers. And I know you're doing important work. 
And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. Now, with your launches, I know there have been some hiccups, and I really like oh, to talk about the hiccups so people sure. get it. Will you talk about that? Amy, 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 Amy. <laughs> honestly, honestly, so many, I don't even know where to begin. Okay, for starters, you may have noticed I mentioned 1,800 people you know, generated 74 sales, and this go-round, I had almost 3,500 signups, and that generated 52 sales. And the price point was higher this go-round, so that helped, but my point is the conversion super low. And one of the reasons for that, now I need you to get ready for this. My emails are often immediately filtered because my domain name is so close to a gay porn site domain. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. So my name is Gaynette. So my emails all end at gaynette.com, right? G-A-Y-N-E-T-E.com. And there's a site without that E at the end. So Gaynette, as in the gay internet, which is a gay porn site. And I found this out in such an embarrassing way. So once I was talking to a one-on-one client on Zoom and was sharing my screen and I went to type in my website just to show her something that I was doing on my site that she can potentially do on hers as well. And I typed in my website really fast and missed the E at the end. And up popped a live webcam and oh, a bunch no. of other pop-ups. <laughs> oh my goodness. We laughed it off. But unfortunately, many you know email service providers just block my email. So the next go round, I don't know why I didn't do it this one, but I know for sure the next go round, I'm going to send them from Cubicle Ditch Academy's domain. So for sure, I'm going to switch that up. But another big issue I had that first go round was that Facebook ads didn't work for me. I had some awesome videos and some posts that just kept getting declined. And I know this is an issue for so many of your audience members because it drives me and some of my clients insane that they just, you know, they decline it, right? So the retargets were declined. And at first I got frustrated, but I didn't stay in that frustration very long. I switched to solution mode. I asked myself, how could I make this work anyway? And that simple word switch from can't, like I can't get this to work, to how can I get this to work anyway, made all the difference. It made all the difference in the world, Amy. I reached out to local newspapers. I created interludes on my Freedom Slay podcast about it. I spoke about the webinar at speaking engagements I did. I got creative with getting Instagram pages with complimentary audiences and things like that to share it for me. And I got this method from Tiffany Montgomery, like way back in 2015 before influencer marketing, like we know it today was even a thing. And if you want, I could share exactly, you know, how I did that as well in a way that's authentic and actually works. Yeah, Um, do so. Okay. So this is the thing you may have seen on Instagram, you're on Instagram. So you see sometimes when people hold like the skinny tea and all that kind of stuff, you're like, oh my goodness. So obviously an ad, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So you see that. But what I try to do is look for Instagram pages with complimentary, not necessarily competing, but complimentary audiences. So for me, I know a lot of my clients and this is going into research and knowing who I like to say PVC. I know you call it your ICA to your ideal client avatar. I call it a PVC, which is perfect vibing client. Uh So, That's cool. Yours is better than mine. (laughs) 
So I like to just know her inside and out. So I go and check out who she's following on Instagram. And I noticed that she's following a lot of these pages that have inspirational quotes for entrepreneurs and female entrepreneurs specifically. So I started reaching out to some of the really big pages, but I didn't just say, hey, would you post my stuff and tell them about my webinar? What I did was say, okay, let me go through a bunch of their images. I want to get familiar with their copy. I want to see what their imagery looks like. And then I sent this information to them in their language and asked them to put it in their font and put it in their colors and just to make it look like theirs, right? Because it is theirs if it's going to be on their page. So I wanted it to blend in. And blending in usually isn't a good thing. But when it comes to ads on Instagram, on other people's pages, you don't want it to look foreign. So I make sure that it looks just like it. So the page I was doing, like everybody knows my stuff's all yellow and bright. But this one page that did really well for me, got thousands on the signups this go round, they actually had pink and black, like everything was pink and black. So I had to go and ask them, hey, could you put this quote based on how they write on your page, in your colors, your font, like you make it look just like yours. If I have to pay extra for that, fine. So I got them to do that. So that's how I use Instagram influencers, quote unquote, in order to push it in a way that's not like slimy or salesy or just stands out. Now, are these people affiliates? Do they get a cut of these sales? No. So what happens is you would be surprised actually how many people, because if you're doing it truly with for an audience that aligns with yours, an audience that's complimentary, you're providing them value. So a lot of times they actually share it for free. So I've had a few pages wow. that have shared it for free. And then there are some that you would pay for and they do check to make sure that it's in alignment. It isn't anything like I like to work with pages that are authentic, right? And not just buying their audience and have audience members that just aren't aligned with mine. So I really do my research to find really good fits for this. But I find that if they have their email address like written in the bio, like directly written there, not just on that email button on Instagram, they tend to do promos, but they just don't advertise it. So that's who I like to look for and just ask, you know, can you share this? Because again, it's something that's going to add value. It was a free webinar. It was adding value to their audience. So they had no problem sharing it, especially because it was aligned. So that's what I do for the Instagram thing. But I had a host of other strategies I did as well that work that we could discuss if you think that would be helpful for your audience as well. Please tell me all of them. <laughs> and these are so, strategies to get more people on your webinar, right? Yes. Okay. For getting, yeah. For attracting more people on the webinar. So there was something I did the morning of the webinar that happened. So the morning it happened, like the morning of the webinar, if the webinar is at 8 p.m., you have to do it the same day. And I got a few hundred signups just from this one thing. And it could be free and super easy to do. So first I created an Instagram story post using Canva. So super simple. They have the templates there where you can just select Instagram story. And I was simply able to put a picture of myself with the words, looking to build your business so you can quit your job at Gainette is having a free webinar tonight. Link in bio to register. So link in her bio to register is what it said. So next I went to Instagram. So I saved that, created that post, saved it. Next I went to Instagram, face to camera. And I said, okay, guys, as you know, I'm having a free webinar tonight. And to give this one last push, I really need your help. I've decided to do a bit of a giveaway. If you share my next post to your stories and tag me in it, you'll get entered to win a Satori Notes bracelet. And 
I mean, it was a cute $30 bangle, like a little bracelet with a quote that said, focus future millionaire. And this was one from one of my past Cubicle Ditch Academy members that he created. So I was just excited to be able That's to cool. her in the cycle. Yeah. So I had her in that. So I told them the next story is going to show you how it's done. And the following story will be the one that you need to screen grab so that you can repost it. So the next story, like I mentioned, it was the image mentioned from the first time, but this time where it's at Gainete, at Gainete is having her free webinar. I simply tagged my page, at Gainete, and I put it over my name on the writing. And I had an arrow that pointed to it and said, step one, screenshot the next image and tag me right here. And then right underneath that, it just said, step two, share to your story. That's it. In fact, I think I had like a gif that said easy peasy lemon squeezy, something like that. So the next story was just the image and that was it. And I had so many people resharing it on the story. And I say it could be free because I gave away a physical prize at the time. But I mean, the last go round, I did another bracelet and I also did an Amazon gift card. But next time I may do an exclusive freebie I create or something. And here's the thing, Amy that I thought was really, really interesting. About 20% of buyers for Cubicle Ditch Academy bought because of that shared post. Because wow. it was some, yeah, because it was someone that shared it that yes. they knew, someone that they trusted. So even cold leads who have who've never heard of me and didn't know who I was, because they knew that person, they felt more comfortable to buy from me. So I thought that was a really great strategy that I'm gonna continue to utilize. And there's another one that I do that I think works really well. And I, well, it's a second strategy, I should say, that worked really well. And this is what it is. I sent an email to my main mailing list. So excluding those who already signed up for the webinar, the minute it went live. And the subject line said, are you free right now? Question mark. And in it, I shared that I'm hopping on a webinar right this second, teaching five steps to build up the side hustle to a place where you, you know, that allows you to ditch your draining cubicle. and all they had to do was click that little link so they can drop in and listen with the click, simple click. So I told them that. And now I can't take credit for this one because I actually got this from Sandra Ocasio, who I met through a mutual friend. And I hired her as my VA for tech support during the webinar. But she's a funnel genius. She's worked with Patrice Washington and Rachel Luna and many others. And she has lots of brilliant ideas. But at first, I didn't see the point. I was like, well, you know, I've already emailed my list multiple times and shared about the webinar. I'm thinking those that wanted to sign up, they've likely already signed up for it, you know? And he told me, listen, it works. Trust me. And I do trust her. So I gave it a go and it worked. So I used it the second time around as well. Okay. But so wait, really fast. I need to understand <laughs> uh-huh. this one. So uh-huh. you've already sent your webinar invites to people and mm-hmm. right like 10 minutes before your webinar, you sent, Hey, are you free right now? I'm doing this webinar. Click here, grab it. No, Did, no, no one. Like the minute I'm going live is when I send it. So they don't go to a waiting room where they have a chance to say, Oh, you know what? I don't want, I don't want to wait around for this. It's not even something I was looking to attend. It's literally the minute you go live, it pops in their inbox. So then they pop on whether at the very beginning or, you know, as you're on your intro or whatever, but they get in right away. So I did send, of course, for those who had already signed up for the webinar, they got their hour before and 15 minute before reminders. But specifically for my main mailing list, I sent it to them the second I went live. So it was automated to go the minute I went live is when they received that email that said, hey, are you free right now? Okay. So quick question on this. I'm assuming they're not opting in. They're not giving you their name and email. 
Well, they're already on my email list. Right. So it, was my, it was my email list. But what I do have the option, and I think most email service providers have this, is the option where it's the one-click entry. So if they click on it, they automatically subscribe to that email list. Okay, that's so, what it's going to say. So you can target uh-huh. who they are. Yes, for sure. So I was able to do that. Okay, so that is brilliant. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be using that strategy for our next launch. I can't wait to tell Chloe, my CMO, all about that. So (laughs) if it works for us, I will for sure be giving you a big fat shout out. So thank you so much. (laughs) You are welcome. Really cool. Okay, so I know you have some unique tips and mindset hacks for planning a successful and flexible launch. I love that you use that word because you need to be flexible. So talk to me about how you say that this isn't your typical workflow. I want to know more. I do. And first with the mindset piece, you know, I know our brains are so powerful and you know this as well, right? The thing with our brains is if it's not on board with our goals, even if we say we're going to do something, there can be a piece of us that's saying, yeah, about that. Yeah. I don't think it's possible, yes. right? <laughs> And so I've learned a lot of things about the brain, specifically the subconscious part of it, that I started incorporating into especially the first launch. And I'll explain why I didn't do it the second launch and why I'm going to do it the next launch. But there were some things I started incorporating. So one of the things was I wrote really simple. I wrote 75 women in Cubicle Ditch Academy on a piece of paper. And I took a picture of it on my phone and I saved it as the lock screen. So I had to see it every single time I picked up my phone. So this was for the first launch. I did that every single time. So again, just planting that subliminal seed in my mind, right? That little piece to let me know that I'm going to have a successful launch and help people really rock their lives with it. Okay. That is so smart. Uh, Stu McLaren, I went uh, of tribe. I went to dinner with him a while ago and I looked down at his phone and he had his number on his phone on the cover of his Mm -hmm. phone. I love this. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Awesome. I hadn't even seen anyone else do it. See, look at that. We're on the same page. And so I did that. The second one is I just changed my passwords to be reflective of the goal. So this is something I know a lot of people do, but then they put it to their big goal rather than like a micro goal, like the next thing you want to achieve. So I changed the passwords to reflective of the goals for the first launch. And I listened to a playlist that I created specifically for this launch that I called Webinar Boss. So it was filled with songs from all different genres and all different artists. And I'm talking like Beyonce and Alicia Keys and Jay-Z to Journey, Bon Jovi and Frank Sinatra, like all the things. (laughs) Love it. All the things, but they all serve the same purpose. And that was just to lift my spirits and make, you know, make me feel like I could confidently pull this off a successful launch and webinar. So I did that. Another thing I did on the mindset piece was I future scripted each morning during the webinar time. So before the webinar started, I should say. So I wrote, I'm so grateful to have 75 high vibe and action taking women who joined Cubicle Ditch Academy. And I just wrote that about five or six times. I didn't do it a whole lot, but I did five or six times each and every morning. And one thing I always remind myself and my clients is that we're already living our worst case scenario. So I found myself reminding myself of that. And what I mean by that is the worst case scenario is that I launch and no one buys. But here's the reality, Amy, no one's buying anyway if I don't launch, right? So if I don't create this product, if I don't put myself out there on the webinar, no one's going to know about it. So no one's going to know about this launch and I wouldn't get anyone to buy. So that zero is the same. You know, if I don't press publish on that YouTube video, no one's going to see it. 
right? But at the same time, my worst case scenario, what I'm thinking is maybe no one will like it or no one will see it. No one can like it or see it if I'm not sharing, right? So we're already living that worst case scenario. So I always like to tell myself that. But on a more hands-on side, another thing that I did that I find super helpful was I organized all the things on my Trello board, which just helped me be more flexible with the launch when I needed to pivot a bit. So Trello is similar to Asana. I know you you talk about Asana on here, but I use Trello, a free project management system, and I created a Cubicle Ditch Academy board on Trello. And with it, they have these things called lists. So I created these lists and under there, you could put what they call cards to put more information. But I had lists for every single piece of the launch. I had one for a timeline. I had one for ads where I uploaded the actual imagery of the ads and the words I wanted to use. So I can always easily adjust it and tweak it and see what worked and what didn't. I had the pricing there so I can easily see, you know, what part of the pricing we are on based on the timeline. I had the marketing and differentiator under there as well. So under differentiators, under there, I had a whole bunch of other things just that made Cubicle Ditch Academy different from other programs, which just made it super easy to pull from for the webinar itself. I also had my testimonials list where I uploaded client images and quotes again, so I can easily pull on them for the webinar slides or for, you know, social media if I'm talking about it on there. So I had that. I had my sales copy or sales page copy, I should say, there as well. And just so many other things that I believe, you know, really helped with the organization of it all. And I even organized the entire course itself on Trello. So I always do love paper and pen. I do. I love paper and pen. But I find that someone like me who has a million and one notebook, sometimes I forget <laughs> where I wrote what. Girl after my own heart. I get that. Listen, they're so cute. So I go to the store. I'm like, oh, that one, I need it. And my husband's looking at me like, come on, like you don't. It's no way you need that. You have a million, but I grab it, but I love it. So I do brain dump initially on my paper and pen with my paper and pen, I should say. But then I go to Trello and I organize the entire course out. I mean, each module and I created a checklist under each of the modules that I wanted to cover just so that I knew what to put in the slides and the recording was a breeze as well because it was all covered. So I just, those are two of the real, well, not two, I named a bunch of the mindset stuff, but that was one of the really big things I did for like the organizational piece that helped me just to be flexible because it didn't feel like I was scratching something out on a piece of paper. I was able to just simply change something and, you know, on on trail, I was able to simply change something or add something or move it over to a different place or adjust the timeline or whatever. It just made it easier in my Virgo mind. <laughs> I love that you mentioned Trello, whether it's Trello or Asana or Basecamp, whatever it is, getting into a project management system, even if you're a, a one man or a one woman show, because you're a one woman show, right? I am. I'm all alone. I hired someone for tech support during the webinar itself. But other than that, all by myself. <laughs> and, and that's really big. I want you all to hear that. You don't need a big team to make this work. You can launch your digital courses on your own. And so Ganette is a perfect example of this. But using a project management tool, one of the best tips that we can give you. And even if you're just managing yourself, getting all of the assets that you want to take care of in your launch, all of the action items out of your head into a system is so incredibly important. Okay. So I want to ask you, you've now completed two launches of your digital course. What lessons have you learned and how have you applied them from your first launch to your second launch? Such a great question, Amy. 
I honestly have learned so much, so much. In fact, on my Trello board, I even have a keep and change list. But some that, something that was really confirmed for me in these last two launches for sure was that authenticity pays, literally. So, you know, I share my stories and I share my wins, but I make sure that I equally share those losses. And, you know, I use Beyonce and Rihanna gifts all the time in my email marketing. And I don't try to conform to anyone else's definition of success or what a successful entrepreneur looks like. I mean, I'm a black, small island girl. You know, my country of Bermuda, it's gorgeous, but it's also super tiny. It's a 21 square mile island, 60,000 people. And I, I like to say, you know, if I could do 140K in six months off of just one product, so can anyone. But in terms <laughs> I love of, that. <laughs> but in terms of adjustments from first to second launch, I figured out my Facebook ads. That was a huge thing. So that's what really helped go from the 1800 to the 3500 signups. And what I did differently was, I created the the ads well ahead of time this go round and I tested different word combinations and I got them approved in advance. So I was pretending as if I'm going live with these ads. As soon as Facebook approved them, I paused them right away. So when you're running your team yourself, <laughs> your own team, it's like you have no one else running these for you. So I started them and I paused them right away. So I knew that once I was ready to go and run them, I was good on that. And another thing I did was I added a purchase while live bonus the second go round. So I wanted to incentivize listeners or watchers of the webinar, I should say, to pay in full while they were live on the call. So I offered a complimentary 30 minute pick my brain session, which is on sale on my site for $2.97. But I gave it to those who purchased in full for the early birds. This was $9.99 in full during the call. So I did that. That was something different I added that I really enjoyed. I also added more testimonials. Because uh, this time around, I mean, I had some actual program testimonials, yes. which was really exciting. I had five people out of the 74 within six months leave their job and people create those extra streams of income and like just all the things. So I wanted to share those. And I adjusted the copy on my first welcome email as well. And I think this was helpful. So for those who joined the webinar, I asked them not just to edit to their calendar and set an alarm like I normally do, but this time I added something really simple that was super helpful. I asked them to screenshot it and share it with me over on Instagram. So tag me on Instagram just so I know they're serious about this. And it was helpful because it added to the launch excitement and it made their followers aware of something or a webinar, I should say, that they weren't aware of, to be honest, before, right? If they hadn't heard of it. So I did that. And something I'll continue to do is be just super engaged. So on that welcome email, I also asked them about their business or the business idea. And I reply back, Amy, to every single email. I answer any questions and usually with a voice note. And it really helps just to build that relationship. And it's just a great way to begin crafting the webinar too, because I want it to be super relevant for them. So I was able to include really great examples that were specific for them, right? Specific examples for the industry. And I saw a lot of this in my inbox. And you can imagine how tough this was, especially with the 3,500 signups. And of course, 3,500 people didn't send emails, but it was a lot of emails coming through, hundreds of emails. So I responded back to all of them. And that's something I want to continue to do because it's super important, especially with cold leads, that we realize they may not be able to buy or willing to buy or ready to buy their first go round. But that no love and trust factor is still growing and matters. I know in the online space, we talk about that grow, no like and trust factor so often. And that's why I think it's important because some that didn't buy the first go round bought the second go round. So I love to be super engaged and just give them value that way. 
But one thing I did not keep aiming from the first time was a lot of the mindset things we just went over. I didn't do it the second round. So with COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement, my mind honestly was just consumed on so many other things. And I didn't dedicate the time like I did before to the morning journaling. And I forgot to take the screenshot that I wrote with the name of hum or the amount of audience members or students, I guess, students for the course. I didn't do that this time, you know, and I didn't change the passwords to this new six figure launch goal. And what that showed me, though, was just how important those mindset pieces are just to get your head in a really great space, especially during heavy times like this. So who knows, had my mind been in the same zone as before, I could have very well hit that mark. So that's something for sure. Next go around, I'm going to focus back on is the mindset piece. So just to wrap it up, it was definitely just reminding myself. I'm already living my worst case scenario. Give it your all, but stay chill at the same time. Remembering, look, you're a small island girl from Bermuda. Like you can do this. You got this. Like you got a whole island behind you kind of thing. But also, and it also helps seeing other people. Like I know Alex Beaton, he's in Trinidad. Just it's lo lovely watching other people that are in small places as well. And I feel like that may be something your audience may be thinking. It may not be your city or your town. Maybe you are from a small town, but sometimes we may think it's our weight or the way we talk, our accent or what we look like or all of these things and these restrictions. I shouldn't say restrictions, but these these things we tell ourselves are reasons why we can't do what we want to do or we wouldn't get to where we want to go. And I like to look at other people who fit the description of the thing that I think is holding me back just as like a proof of success for me, because that helps with the RAS system in the brain. Like that would go deep into a whole rabbit hole we don't need to get into. But it's just really great when you see someone achieving that's doing something or that's similar to you in some way. It just helps make your success easier because they say you can't be what you don't see, right? So I make sure I surround myself with people like that too and look for people winning in that way as well. Now, I know that was a whole lot <laughs> that I said just now, and hopefully it made sense because I felt like I was a bit all over the place. But yeah, those are the things and the lessons and the things I really took and changed from the last launch. Okay, that list was golden. I loved everything about that. Guys, if you need to kind of back up and go listen to that again, that last section there Holy cow, so many gems. You know, I was going to ask you to wrap up with with some words of advice. So you might have already just done that with, with the golden nuggets you just shared with <laughs> us. But a lot of my students who get into Digital Course Academy, I have them choose their launch date. And as the launch date gets closer, they get nervous and they move that launch date down the calendar. I know some people are listening right now like, oh man, she's speaking to me. She's so, calling me out. She's <laughs> calling me out. So in order for my students not to move that launch date down the calendar, what would you say to them to encourage them to just launch your digital course? Amy, I live by the Nike strategy, which is to just do it, right? Because I get, and they'd understand once they do that first launch, that it only gets better from there. It only gets better. You have to do that first thing and it's going to change over time and it's going to improve over time, but it can't change and improve and grow until you do it that one time, that first bit. So oftentimes we tend to push things out or 
you know, delay things because we're trying to make it perfect or we're trying to see the end result. We know that what step 100 looks like, but we're so terrified to get there because we're only on step one. So I say in order to get there, you have to do a little thing each and every day, but don't change it. The worst case scenario, like we mentioned earlier in this podcast, you're already living it. So the worst case scenario is you have that launch date and you put it out there and let's say this isn't going to happen, but let's say no one purchases it. That's not changing from what's happening now because no one's purchasing it because you keep changing the date. But what can happen, the upper potential is there for not only people to purchase it, but for people to be impacted by that and for your life and your joy to grow as a result of that. So I'd say just to Nike strategy it and just do it. I love it. Just do it. Great advice. And and coming from you, someone who's been in the trenches, has made this work, it, it means so much. So before I let you go, I know people are going to want to know where they can learn more about you, where they can check you out. So tell us all. For sure. I'm at Genete everywhere and I hated my name growing up. I got teased for it all the time. It's not that easy to say, but I really appreciate it now because I can find it everywhere and no one's using it. So my URL, all the things. So I'm at Genete. You can find me at Genete. That's G-A-Y-N-E-T-E on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, YouTube, all the places. And I also have Freedom Slate Podcast, which is my podcast for millennial entrepreneurs and fempreneurs really looking to just level up in their life and business. And I have some pretty cool podcast guests on there as well. So I have two of Beyonce stylists that have been on there recently as we're recording this. That's the latest one right now. Beyonce stylist Raquel Smith sharing how she grew her lens line. Just some really cool takeaways. And of course, I have some individual ones with me alone on there. So I think that may be helpful for them. And lastly, because I've mentioned it so many times on here already, if anyone listening is intrigued by or, you know, just wants to learn more about Cubicle Ditch Academy or simply just wants to hop on the next value packed webinar, it's free. I'm launching again. It's likely going to be this fall. I'm thinking October. They can get that at gainete.com forward slash waitlist. Well, thank you so very much for being here. I absolutely love this conversation and I can't wait to connect with you again soon. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I hope everyone got some value out of this. (laughs) Of course, of course. All right, take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. So there you have it. I think you loved this conversation as much as I did, right? Because it was full of gems. So much great insight. So I hope you're walking away with some tangible launch strategies and mindset hacks so that you can crush your first launch or your next launch. Thanks so much for joining me. I can't wait to see you same time, same place next week. Bye for now.